Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like ham radio and other things too. And we talk about it now. (laughs) (laughs) How is it, man, Leia? Yes. In the the scope of every time we say, we got a busy week this week. (laughs) This week is insane. We went from having a kitchen, right, to not having a kitchen, to having a kitchen, to having a kitchen. <laughs> in the and and I don't mean like, oh, we couldn't go in there because it was like blocked off or there was like a leak or something. No, no, it was completely torn apart. It was gutted. Gutted. It was an empty box. And they have now installed new cupboards. That's all installed. I have to give everybody a real clear scope of what has happened. It uh, is. On Sunday mm-hmm. at 2 p.m., we signed our contract with our contractor for the kitchen work. Yes. We had already signed a, a contract for the cabinet installation, but all the other work had to be done, mm-hmm. right? We started packing at four. Didn't even have the boxes. Oh, that's right. Yes. I had to go to Lowe's and two people's houses to pick up cardboard boxes yes. starting at 4 p.m. Yes. We were up until midnight-ish. No, we finished at like 10.30. We did? Wow, we that packed was the thought. entire The entire kitchen. kitchen. And and for anybody who knows us or knows Leia, you have a lot of things for food prep- preparation. Oh, yeah. And it was a, it's a lot. Like, And it's it totally packed the garage. The garage is totally packed. Mm-hmm. I'm moving boxes like a madman. Literally get it cleared out. Monday, boom, people show up. They've got the whole thing gutted by like 11 a.m no yeah yeah they were done before noon yeah yeah it was completely gone and then they drywall patched the next day Mm -hmm. and then the day after that wednesday the floor floor. and then today ikea shows up with like three four guys was the max i said four it was three guys no there was a fourth guy no there was not part-time there was a dude who came in to like knock it out fourth guy when i left yeah you're telling me a fourth mythical guy, fourth armenian guy yeah wait a minute. i left for an hour-long tennis lesson yeah a guy came in got it done and they left here by five yeah yeah wow it was crazy yeah they were and you're talking about a living room full of ikea boxes like unconstructed was... and how long were they there two months Oh, since uh, the first boxes started showing up in July. Oh, my God. So we've been without a, be- a room, a- our living room. One of the living rooms. Uh, the Yeah. For well, there's like, like a living July. room and a den, I guess. Anyway, I know we're rambling on <laughs> uh, on this ham radio podcast. It's, it's, it's just, it's very impressive what's gone down. It's and it's insane. amazing that like, it's like happening. It's happening like full throttle. Do you remember when you did the floor? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I do. I do remember that. Not like this. It took you weeks, right? Mm Mm-hmm. To lay the floor down. Uh, I mean, I did it by myself. Yeah. And And part-time. I did did three rooms. Yeah. I'm sorry. One bedroom, a living room, a kitchen, Mm -hmm. a hallway, and a closet. And I had never done it before. And a dining room. And a dining room. And I'd never done it before. Yeah. So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take the, the couple of weeks. But. And uh, so now, now, <laughs> now you're like, 
If I pay someone to do it, apparently they can do it in a day. Who knew people <laughs> whose job it is to do these things are much better at it than me, like doing it on my spare time. And after, I remember at the end, too, you were like getting tired of it. You're like, finish it up. Let's go. Your dad came Wrap and helped. <laughs> do you Wrap remember? I'm like coming home from work exhausted. And you're like, start sawing. <laughs> I, yeah, that was... A, you made me sound like a slave driver. I just Towards the end, yeah, you started being a little cracking the whip at me. You were like, I am done with this. I don't one. remember that. Oh, yeah. But I think if I got there, I might have considered calling somebody. <laughs> you just started finish. talking about it. <laughs> like, it's just... We gotta. I haven't had a chance to call anybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a long, uh, belated start to this podcast. Thank you, everybody. The podcast is changing. Well, yeah, that's where I'm getting to. Thank oh. you, everybody, for clicking on the podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. We are making a couple of changes to the Hammer New Crash Course podcast. Don't get discombobulated. Hang Please. out. Try it out a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same length. Let me tell you that much. Yeah. There's the spoiler alert. We've also decided to cut some things. Yeah. And, uh, and I think maybe it'll be a little bit more condensed for the folks that really just want that ham radio content right up front. Yes. You're going to get it. Aside from kitchen talk. Hot kitchen talk. You'll never be able to avoid it. Some things cannot get out of the way of, that being one of them. Uh, sure, there'll be some shenanigans in between, but we're we're densing, if you will, the podcast. He nose heavy. It, we'll if it was an airplane, well it would goes. never get off the ground. It's yeah. going to be so nose heavy with the, with the ham radio content. So with that said... We're not starting with the Ham Radio Minute. No. We're going right into you taking the test. So you're... Me take test. Fresh-minded. Now yeah. bring the beer. That's the wrong one. We're not doing that. I had the... <laughs> all my things wrong. There you go. We're, we're going to be able to sort this out in the coming weeks. <laughs> we're going right into the test. So Leia's fresh. Right well, out I of the have, gate. I have the drank shoots. a lot of this glass of wine already, though. But we're not talking about that either. Yeah. We're just okay. going right into it. Why should an amateur operator nor oh, well, you didn't I should, say any questions? I didn't even I didn't, didn't say, say anything. I'm just trying nothing. to blow just, through it. Just you know, we're trying to we're trying to tighten it up, but we still have to be uh, make sense. I'm on question 29 of 35. Whoa! Might as well just blow it out today. Might as well. Yeah. Now that you're fresh of mind. I don't know if it's going to help. I fresh no longer have the excuse mind. of being very tired. Fresh of mind. The first question reads, mm -hmm. why should an amateur operator normally avoid transmitting on 14.100, megahertz? 18.110, 21.150, 24.930, and 28.200 megahertz? A, these frequencies are set aside for emergency operations. B, a system of propagation beacons operates on those frequencies. C, a system of automatic digital stations operates on those frequencies. D, these frequencies are set aside for bulletins from the FCC. Right off the bat, the FCC does not have a frequency for bulletins. <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, there should not be a system of automatic digital stations. Right? You're not supposed to have an automatic digital station. Oh, so you're thinking because you're fresh in mind, you could like suss it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going like... to suss it out. I'm going to suss it out. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go with emergency operations. It's wrong. It's, it's beacon. propagation beacons. Yep. It's a All beacons. Right, there you go. I I'll have to show you 
one of them or show you. I'll have to have you listen to one of them. Basically, it's a... No, I want to see it. Take me to the beacon take, station. Take me to the beacon. <laughs> it, it's a, I will definitely remember it like this. It's a beacon of CW. It just broadcasts CW. It says a call sign and it goes like right. blip, 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 and then call sign, blip, blip, blip. But what's cool about it, okay, mm -hmm. there's a website you can pull up. Okay. And the website is like animated. What? And With it, hamsters? And it shows you a, the world. It shows you a map. Do, 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 it shows you do, do, where the beacons are across the globe. Uh -huh. You tune to the frequency. And if you can hear the beacon as it's flashing around, mm -hmm. then you know how far you potentially can propagate. Cool. That's a propagation beacon. Cool. And so you beacon. shouldn't transmit on that. Right. You're getting in the way of the beacon. All right. Which of the following factors determine the characteristic impedance of a parallel conductor antenna feed line? A, the distance between the centers of the conductors and the radius of the conductors. B, the radius of the conductors and the frequency of the signal. C, the frequency of the signal and the length of the line. D, the distance between the centers of the conductors and the length of the line. I was totally wrong. The answer is the distance between the centers of the conductors and the radius of the conductors. Ah. There you go. I literally can't even... I don't know what a parallel conductor antenna looks like. So there we go. Okay. I'll That's... show you one after. On a podcast, a visual Yeah, thank you platform. so much. Yeah. <laughs> Which of the following is a use for the IF shift control on a receiver? Mm -hmm. A, to permit listening on a different frequency from that on which you are transmitting. B, to avoid interference from stations very close to the receive frequency. C, to tune stations that are slightly off frequency without changing your transmit frequency. Or D, to change frequency rapidly. I also was wrong on this. It is B, to avoid interference from stations very close to the receive frequency. I am not doing well today. No. <laughs> yeah. This is not fresh of mine. No. no. It's too fresh. It's, <laughs> it's too fresh. What is a geomagnetic storm? Okay. A, ripples in the ionosphere. B, a temporary disturbance in the Earth's magnetosphere. Mm -hmm. C, a thunderstorm that affects radio propagation. D, a sudden drop in the solar flux index. And I selected B, a temporary disturbance in the Earth's magnetosphere, and I was correct. Very good. Boom. Mm -hmm. Got one. <laughs> Fresh of mine. <laughs> When selecting a CW transmitting frequency, what minimum separation should be used to minimize interference to stations on adjacent frequencies? Mm -hmm. A, 150 to 500 hertz. B, 5 to 50 hertz. C, 3 to 6 kilohertz. Or D, 1 to 3 kilohertz. Mm. This is which mode of operation? CW. Ah, what do we know about CW? It uses itty bitty space. That's 
Well, ittier bittier than other modes, I think we could say. I was wrong. Oh, it's yeah. 150 to 500. I went yeah. with the ittiest bittiest. No, that was why I was... Yeah. I, you I, steered me wrong. I was worried that you said yeah. itty bitty, meaning that it was going to be the smallest amount. No, it's it's 150 to 500 hertz. Thanks, Josh. Okay. I won't help again. Really leading me astray. Just... Is this the last question? I have this one and one more. Okay. So two. Okay. What a great uh, start to our new format. Yeah. I hope everybody's really enjoying this. Learning with Leia. As we're <laughs> there are lots of ways to learn with Leia. <laughs> yes. Some as an example. <laughs> Which of the following best describes the radiation pattern of a quarter wave ground plane vertical antenna? A, omnidirectional and azimuth. B, hemispherical. C, bidirectional and azimuth. D, isotropic. And I selected A, omnidirectional and azimuth. Good. And that is correct. That is correct. All right, last question. Last question. What percentage of power loss would result from the transmission line loss of 1 dB? A, 25.9%. B, 10.9%, C, 12.2%, or D, 20.6%? Mm. <laughs> uh, 20.6%? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. 1 dB of losses of is a big drop. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got that wrong, as you can tell mm -hmm. how shocked I am. <laughs> that's, that's the third highest loss. <laughs> of the multiple choices. Or actually the second to most highest of the multiple choice answers. Indeed. Yeah. Well, we want to remind everybody. I failed. <laughs> I got 18 out of 35. Oh, I think that was worse than last time. Yeah. We'd like to remind everybody. If you, too, are studying for your ham license, whichever way you're going about it, right? Maybe you're getting your technician or you're going for that general or maybe you're going for the uh, the HRCC recommended technician in general at the same time. Ooh, good, good on you. Uh, or you're going for your extra. There's a couple of things we have in the show notes. Recommendations for Gordon West books for those of you that learn by reading and the fast track to ham radio license books on audible and if you get yourself an audible account your first book is free and why not make it a book to advance your ham radio knowledge and potentially upgrade That's your true. license actually i don't even think you need to um to end up subscribing to audible you get the free book. Well, you get they're going to ask you the credit card. You'll have to like. Yeah, you know, I mean, cancel. Cancel. After, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You so can, cram it, it a month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> cram it a month and then you're good to go. And I, I think Nathan was saying in the last podcast that the uh, the general test questions are going to cycle here in, a, I don't know, half, less than half a year, I think. So, hey, might be the time. It's more than half a year. Stop Is pressuring it? me. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. All right. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Well, join the conversation by leaving a review on the Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leia at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. We really do. We have two, <gasps> two 
reviews. Wow, I guess we're going to find out next week we'll how people feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll know if your reviews are, you know, in there or not in there. <laughs> this is from Fabert140. Hello, Fabert140. And it says technical entertainment. Oh. This is by far the best ham radio related podcast. Plenty of technical topics combined with lots of fun subjects and relatable humor makes this an easy, fun listen where you frequently learn something new. Must listen is probably overused, but HRCC podcast is just that. Thank Aww. you, Josh and Leah. K1PH. Nice call sign. Thank you. Indeed. This one, Cujo. Is, P- is 1PH low? Acidity, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Base, mm-hmm. yeah. Cujo seven o three writes: mm-hmm. hilarity, chemistry, and a dash of ham radio. Wow. <laughs> Josh and Leah have a great time reading emails and talking the listener on taking the listener on tangential journeys that somehow end up linking back to ham radio most of the time. <laughs> Leia's infectious laugh combined with Josh's engineering skepticism keeps me listening week after week of the longest podcast I dis- I subscribe to. <laughs> this is really apropos comments. Uh, Chris, KC7OJO. Sorry, UJO. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thank you, KUJO. KUJO. <laughs> no Chris's were harmed in the making of this review. Mm. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Oh man, do I have a preparedness corner that is going to piss you off, Josh. Wow. (laughs) Coming out swinging in the in the new uh, format. Only because I know that you don't like the conspiracy theory, like red scare stuff. Mm-hmm. But I cannot resist. Okay, here we go. I saw it in R slash preppers. Okay, I was trolling the R the R preps, which never has conspiracies. Oh no. <laughs> And I was drawn in by the combination of somebody being called immediate okra. It's immediate underscore okra. Immediate uh, okra. Underscore 5692. So if anybody wants to look up that user or just go to the show notes, I'll take I'll take you straight to the post. Okay. 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 <laughs> Prepper information. <laughs> SHTF. From, and for some reason, they put periods between the letters for China. Oh. And I don't know if it's that's... an acronym now. I don't know if it's because something on the uh, subreddit won't allow you to say China. You can't just say China. Or if they're just worried about being spied on for what they're about to share. Right. Okay. Because no, uh, no text skimmers are looking for... That that threw him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A few months ago, China issued combat readiness emergency backpacks to junior high school students, which contained various EDC emergency supplies. Mm-hmm. And 
the Ministry of Education requires that every primary school and middle school student must learn how to do housework and cooking and have the ability to live independently without parents. Dang. That's... And I... And I did Google this to find out. Can we send our kids there so they can (laughs) learn how to clean the house? But I think the point was Mm -hmm. we're supposed to read between the conspiracy lines. That their parents are dead. No, that they're gearing up for war. Because their parents are going to war. Yes. (laughs) No. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But who with? Who do you think the first country China would go to war with is? Japan. No. Korea. No. South Korea. No. The United States. No. Taiwan. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of course. 100%. What, what am I doing? <laughs> I really boofed that gotta... one. That's like you taking the test earlier. <laughs> You're so. <laughs> I really bonered that one. <laughs> I got two right. Okay. You sure did. <laughs> Maybe I should study with Ben. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Very good. All right. Well. (laughs) Okay, yeah. uh, You got to give me more than this. So far, it's like, all right, yeah. I've got some funny commentary that I'm going to wait to drop, but yeah. But also, how how amazing would it be if the country issued everybody emergency readiness backpacks? Well, that was kind of the joke I I was going towards is, you mean to tell me <laughs> the country of China that has the most people in the world issued everybody a backpack? No. No, no, no. They make them, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> 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 <That's>, I mean, <laughs> they, they gotta make we all own of the meats of production. Yeah. <laughs> and the materials. Yeah. No, I there's mean, no way. There's no way that they send a backpack to everyone in China. No, every junior high student. Well, that's what I mean. Every junior high. There's no way. There's no way. I don't believe. Some, sure. And then... I don't like, even think they get to a quarter of the population of junior high kids. So does that also mean that the Ministry of Education in China has just decided that home ec is a valuable class again? <laughs> we got rid of home ec, but China has said, we're bringing it back. <laughs> I don't know. I do news. think, I, and it it did really make me think mm-hmm. that if home ec was still taught, right, which means that that as a society we're telling children mm-hmm. we value your ability and expect you to be able to home ec, right, right, that there would be a lot more self sufficient people. Right. Interesting. What if this is just like China's way of like, it's it's a it's like China war preparedness, but it's really just to like give people so skills that they need to have mm-hmm, under mm-hmm. the guise of like it being a threat of war with Taiwan, which there's no war with Taiwan. There is China kicking down the door and going, this this mine now, this mine, and then the U.S. shows up. Right, and then the U.S. because shows semiconductors. Up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but really, I mm-hmm. think that the moment that we started like compartmentalizing skills, like this is something that I should pay somebody to do. 
Yes. This this has always been a, a huge bee in my bonnet. Yeah. It is the antithesis of the Scout credo, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Scouts is extremely popular in our city. We have multiple troops. There's literally a troop that is all Indians. Okay. Like, it, and it's pretty clear that if you join and you're not Indian, you're not, like, going to be very comfortable. <laughs> okay. Does that make sense? I mean, they have a program. It's called Indian Trails. What? <laughs> That's not the same thing. That's what they call it. That's what the program. I mean, anyone can join, join Indian Trails. Right. Right. I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah. This is incredibly <laughs> bigoted. <laughs> It's just, it's amazing how, like, the push is, like, back towards self-sufficiency. Yeah, but it's not, though, because they're really just, they're, I'm going to use a, a, they're half-assing it. You're in Cub Scouts right now. Our kids are in Cub Scouts. When I was in Cub Scouts, it was I was whittling when I was a kindergartner. I was riddling? Whittling. Oh, (laughs) I was. Not kindergarten. That's too young. Yeah. But it's, no, it's just not the same, man. And and I hate that I'm I now I am that guy. I'm being that you guy are. right now. I'm you're being, being like, a bit of a curmudgeon. But like I'm I'm literally watching kids with like you're like the QRZ of scouts. I, I am a little <laughs> bit. Except I'm not like I'm saving it for my podcast to rant about. But like literally kids running around with their shirts untucked, no hat, no no neckerchief, blue jeans, just just chaos. It's just all chaos. Oh, your problem is the uniforming. It's just all, there's no discipline in Scout. There's zero discipline. There's nothing. It's, it's You're right. skin deep. It is like the shallowest of they a facade. They need to haze them. You'd beat them. Yeah. <laughs> no, of course not. No, you don't really haze Scouts. I don't know. I just felt like there was, I think kids just don't care about, like, authority that much anymore. Like, seriously. I don't, well, I don't think it's care. that. It's that, like, parents – and I was talking to some moms at tennis about this because the tennis coach is a tough guy. And the older dude? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I was like, I if I see a coach or a teacher that is, like, willing to be hard on my kids, I usually keep them in that program. Even okay. if, like, I have no intention of my kids becoming pro tennis players, right? Right. But the fact that they have a coach that is, like, going to be hard on them and hold them to expectations, that's good for me. Mm-hmm. You know? So for scouts, I think the issue is that a lot of parents actually don't want that. Okay. Like, there were, there were kids who dropped from Kung Fu at Chinese school mm-hmm. because they felt like the kung fu teacher would be bad for their children's mental health and this is literally coming from probably the largest concentration of tiger parents mm-hmm. right well let me give you an example so the 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 dens or the packs would get together right and the packs were like had their own line and they sat together mm-hmm. and we kind of sat in like a horseshoe shape so we kind of could see everybody okay and it was silence when we would get together everybody would be silent and if you were talking you were looked down upon like Mm -hmm. everybody collectively looked at the kid who was like a spectacle as like the bad kid Mm -hmm. the disobedient kid Mm -hmm. it wasn't just constantly everybody 
talking all the time and that everybody constantly had to put the two fingers up. That happened rarely. Rarely. Mm. Like, it was always just, even for the young kids, it was always quiet because you had the older kids looking at the younger kids, everybody looking at each other, and it just was, everybody was kind of looking at each other and then what was happening. Like, there was, Uh you know, the whole meeting was happening. And they're not like yelling or anything like that although there was a microphone but everybody was being quiet so they could hear what was happening because everything was interesting they don't do anything interesting at these meetings they do sing songy stuff what did what did they used to do they used to talk about things in the scouting handbook they used to talk about the skills they were learning like the, the 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 that's what the kids do they talk no about no 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 the not, things they, that they not the, achieve and last way. week we went to the penning zoo and we looked at the tracks for the the, the actual animals and, <laughs> uh, and that was a good example of someone talking on a microphone <laughs> no they would come in with examples of what they had so the weeblos would come in and they would have a plaster cast of a of an actual print Oh. And they'd have an owl pellet that they had dissected and they had different, you know, parts of animals. Mm-hmm. They would they would bring that stuff in. Oh, that's what we should do. They actually talk about the things, not just like all this blah 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 talky. And then the the whatever the den master, the whatever guy that's up there. The he's den leader? Whatever. He's just doing sing songy stuff. He has not a really, he has a really catchy song though about announcements. It, announcements, but that's announcements, even, but that's even a, a like a not a good example of that song. What? <laughs> like when we did it, and this is obviously Boy Scouts. It was actually like a two. There was a call and response to it, and mm. all the other scoutmasters would go like be yelling "Hey" in the background, and like it was a big deal, like that song, right? <sighs> But that's all it is. It's just this sing-songy crap. Nothing oh, interesting you're happens. Hurting, you're hurting my feelings. But they don't do anything interesting. Like nobody's all paying right. attention. You do. You see what I'm saying? There's no scout. There's no scouting going on at this meeting. Right. Nothing. There's nothing. It's just like bedlam. It's complete bedlam. You've got to whip this den. This I don't have the time for any of this. Shape. I'm so. I, I ain't got the time for any of this. It's true. It's true. What if I got was, ham radio people that I need to help. What if it was ham radio scouts? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, one would argue that's my channel. I guess to a degree. <laughs> but but, ser- but seriously, it's like yeah. I mean, I could. You know, I could. I've been to one of your Actually, after chat. I, I take that back, and I know it's bedlam. Okay, so. no, it's only bedlam <laughs> after we've been doing it for a while. But we get in it, and we have a we have a focused goal of helping people get started in ham radio. <laughs> yeah, I just. Okay, we we got way off the the reservation. So much for trying to. That's shore it for this the preparedness up. corner. Yeah, that's it. We're we're all good on that one. We don't have a drop for the next. That's because it's usually so late in the show. Well, we we reach out to you, listener. We need a proper drop for the main show topic. We're going right into the main show topic. So here Ham we go. Radio up front. Ham radio up front. Up front, what? <laughs> so the show topic today is Yuma Hamfest, Yuma, Arizona Hamfest canceled. Oh no! What yeah, happened? bit of a bummer. Um, well, I'm gonna read it. Oh. 
Yuma Ham Fest and Southwestern Division Convention. I'm assuming that's the ARRL Division Convention. Okay. The 2013 Yuma Ham Fest has been canceled due to silent keys, oh, no. a diminished volunteer pool, increased cost, and other factors. The 2023 Yuma Ham Fest has been canceled. The Yuma Ham Fest may return in the future in a simpler format. Thank you to all those that have supported us over the years. The past success of the Yuma Ham Fest is because of you. Those that have already paid money for 2023 will be issued refunds. Oh, Sad. Yeah, really sad. And um, Yuma is like, call it, I don't think mid-tier is offensive in this case, but it's it's the middle of the road ham fest. Okay. It's probably roughly the size of Pacificon. So like something that would attract people in the state, but uh, not necessarily national. Like a, re- like a region. Okay. Uh, you know, Pacificon, I think, got like twelve or 1,300 people this past week or a week ago or two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, it feels like about that, right? Let's call it that. So I think, and I'm looking forward Right. I'm, I'm looking I'm 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 reading the tea leaves a bit. Right. I see this as kind of a way it's going to start going for a lot of these middle of the road ham fests. The ones where you need dozens of people to coordinate and bring it together. Right. Versus a simple thing that a club puts on. It's a weekend and it's mainly a swap meet, mm. right? This was a come on out. We have brands, some major brands like HRO, I know is for sure always there. Um, maybe a couple talks, big swap meet, that kind of thing. I feel like we may be going into a future where we start to see a decline of that. So... It's interesting because this is something that's happening with volunteer organizations across the country. And it's something that I am working really hard to fix um, in the nonprofit I work in. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's people get very good at things, Mm -hmm. volunteers especially. They get very good at things Mm -hmm. and then they become the default person for that because there's not a paid person that does it. So it becomes anybody who's willing to do it, and then suddenly, if that person is no longer able to do it, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Sure. And they did mention a couple of silent key, or a silent key. Yeah. So what What I really recommend if you are in a ham radio club right now, and it's difficult also because the people that are um, starting to get into clubs... Uh, like, I think a lot of people, what's the age demographic that's entering right now? Like the, um, big concentration I think is in late thirties, early forties. I'm guessing that. And all of the people. Big, big demographic is relative here. Right. right, I don't know. Right. The, well, I mean, if you're looking at, for instance, ham radio viewership. Oh, it's, my average is still 55 to 60. If you have a large percentage and a lot of um, dads are getting more and more involved with right. like 
the their kids kids school stuff it was something that was not common before right now oh, sure. it's very unusual for a dad not to be involved i know i tried <laughs> I, I i tried guys and so Please all of those tell me somebody has to be held accountable for these <laughs> you've been doing great though drop-offs pickups oh that's easy that's all i gotta do no Oof. i mean try to feed the kids sometimes though i today was <laughs> today was an exception ben had like major issues with his vocabulary edison lost his homework blamed it on you you were gone oh yeah it's in the bedroom it was literally sitting on top of the bed yeah we walked all over the house and i said wait a second where was the last thing you played place you had it he goes oh mom checked it where in the bedroom <laughs> Duh, okay <laughs> is this it edison oh yeah that's it please put it in your backpack right now <laughs> please just put it where it belongs but do you see you're helping with homework and then the dads as a result they're getting into more volunteering on the campuses so a lot of that spare time that would have been put towards the rod and gun club and the right. ham radio club mm -hmm. and all that yeah. yeah is now put towards any number of kid related things mm -hmm. as a father mm -hmm. right so you have a massively shrinking volunteer pool uh, particularly for dudes. Yeah. Which would be your primary volunteers for a ham fest type of thing. Right. Particularly. Right. And when I say middle of the road ham fest, it's still bigger than that of like a small, a, a ham radio club right. putting a small talk, to, mm -hmm. you know, a small weekend thing. And then and, you have people are working much longer. Oh yeah. Right. So. And both, both sides. Yeah. Both sides, both couple, the couple is working. Yes. They both are. You don't have one that is at home. Right. Predominantly. So then there's a lot more pitching in going on at home. There's a lot more. Because you all work all are... day. Then you come home. The house is trash. You got to clean the house. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 So I, I think there's just not a lot of bandwidth for people to get into, especially like personal hobby volunteering. Mm -hmm. so... Other than just in doing the hobby. Right. So I think what goes away is actually these ham clubs that are like, oh, I don't like what you're doing with this ham club. I'm going to start another ham club. <laughs> They're just going to have to consolidate Standards. better. No, nobody's going to do that because well. it's human nature that everybody's just going to fight then if you do that. It's extremely difficult. So let me let me mention some of the services that they had here. So they had prizes. And I, I have, I've been told that the Yuma Ham Fest had like an obscenely high dollar amount of prizes. Just really really big uh they have a seminar schedule so they have multiple talks going on there's tailgating license exams uh dxcc card checking antenna clinic transmitter hunt oh, the man. buzzard barbecue the country store balloon launches special events and uh among other things but yeah that's a that's a pretty well laid out schedule for a ham fest Right. But the reality is that when you have that many things, you actually need one person in charge of each of them. And then things. that one person has probably five people or more that are helping them do that one right. thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have overall organizations of leadership. I mean, you don't you really, will. you don't necessarily need five more people. But I, I, it's some of you do for sure. I really recommend for anybody who's in a ham club or is involved in organizations of, any ham events mm -hmm. that you start picking up a co or vice or assistant for whatever role you're doing 
so that if for some reason one day you're not able to do that role, there is literally somebody who can kind of pick up what you're doing right. without um, the organization suffering. Yeah. And I mean, we don't have to go down the naughty road of saying secession planning, but that's kind of what it is. What it absolutely it is. is. I mean, we have a hard enough time in engineering and in a business workspace of yeah. getting people to work together like that because the, the older individuals sometimes don't want to feel like they're being put out to pasture. Right. And bring on an apprentice, if you will. But that's kind of exactly what it is. And it needs to be encouraged. And I don't think we're doing it enough. Um, I, I'm positive we're not doing it enough. So this is a sad, you know, state of affairs with the Yuma Ham Fest. But I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of not surprised. I think that there will always be ham fests like your Hamventions, Hamcations, Huntsvilles. Right. Because those are businesses, actually. No, they're clubs. Uh, get right down to but it. But aren't they making money? They that... are, but see, okay, so that's kind of when it becomes a self-sustaining thing. Yeah. Right? So when the the major figureheads who are running the, the major ham fest decide to step down, there likely is someone that has been working with them for years upon years that can step in, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a large group of people, huge volunteer group. What was the... What was the number? 300 volunteers. That might have been Huntsville. 300, I think, yeah. was that. It could have been Hamvention. Hamvention seems more reasonable for 300. 300 for Huntsville seems like a lot. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was Huntsville. I, I think those will carry on. Yeah. But, you know, but here's the thing to keep in mind. They're also regional when you get right down to it. Right. They're still based on a club. Right. They're still based on a group of people that have to be self-sustaining and bringing more people in for it to carry on. Right. There could be a situation in, with even a big ham fest where enough people, unfortunately, will be passing away yes. and can't replenish their numbers that were that key person right. that you might see things like the person that did the scheduling and and the organization of seminars and all that stuff and knew the venue really well all of a sudden they're gone they're out of pocket now what do you do you know what i mean like it it only it feels like it only takes a couple of years of that thing happening that yeah. even the large ham fest could could come crashing down well that's exactly why i'm saying Maybe if your club wants to do a ham fest and you're not big enough, it's time to start looking at the other the other clubs and working together. Oh, I see what you're saying. I mean, if you want to keep having it, then then yeah. If you want a ham fest near you, that's the bottom line, right? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta and, start joining forces. And I hate to be doom and gloom about this, but I think at the same time we have to be honest with ourselves of what we're looking forward to. Mm -hmm. I got called out on a video I did a while back on how ham radio is in decline. And I think the person misunderstood what I was saying. The point of my comment was there is a large demographic mm -hmm. in ham radio that is getting older. Yes. That's just the reality of it sure it is an older based hobby and 
I, I think we are in decline in that sense that there is a huge iceberg of, of talent and knowledge that is getting older. Yeah. And if we don't continue to foster new hams and reaching them when they're at right. versus trying to drag them to a club meeting for reasons you just already answered, right? These are people that have you know, full-time jobs, come home and they have a second full-time or a part-time job, getting the house back in order, taking care of the kids' schoolwork, taking care of every crazy extracurricular event that even elementary school kids have now. That's true. They don't have time to go to the seven o'clock roundtable pizza meeting for the ham club. Right. Right. So I, I feel like we got to do something different or, and more realistically, I think a lot of clubs are probably going to start going away. The traditional yes. brick and mortar, let's meet here, right? Yeah, but, uh, you know, also, you know, it's not great. Zoom meetings. Zoom meetings are the worst for community and, and, and you won't And you won't hear me disagree with that. Um, I think that the, um, the what is the, what is the ham fest? QSO Today podcast. Eric Guth has, when the, the pandemic started, Ooh, sorry, I said the wrong word. He created an online ham fest using one of these business. Oh, I remember that subscription things, right? Where you can go to an online trade show, and they, I will say, in the in the way of like making a trade show attendance online, they kind of hit all the bullet points. Yeah, but it was saccharin. It was artificial sugar. Right. It, it wasn't it didn't well, feel it was, the same. It was trying to mimic what the in-person ham fest experience would be. So you were like virtually walking through a showroom. Right. Table to table. And you would right. be able to go to a table and talk to representatives of and like which you would is, e walk up to a table and you and you're in a certain space and you could. Yeah. Yeah. You had all this like stuff that you did. Right. To be able to talk to somebody. Right. And I it's funny because. If you were to describe to an alien what a convention looks like. Right. That you have AI'd a a convention. Right, right. right? You hit all you technically hit all the bullet points. But you hit the requirements, right? But the magic about these conventions is that you have been talking over the air with these people you have never met in person. Right. And then once a year, you are getting together in person and potentially running into people that you know but have never right. seen Right, the before. random happenstance that, ha that just occurs. Yes. Or literally walking into a booth that has radios and touching the radio. Using the radio. Bagali keys. Yeah. That is the most tactical, physical, present booth you can go to at a ham fest. The cacophony of noise coming out of these oscillators, these key oscillators, is both completely chaotic, but also like living, like being yeah. alive. You know what I mean? Like being there, being present, right? You can't replicate that online. Right. And now and the community aspect to be course, in a place where you're surrounded physically right. by other people that are feel almost like brothers. Right? Yeah. Now, and I know and, and I, I got to be really careful with this. I'm not 
disparaging Eric and, 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 and the multiple volunteers he has and what he's done with the online platform. I think he's, he's grown it considerably when he started. He had some big issues when he started out. But I'll tell you what. I went to the last one. I went to the Ham Radio Workbench Lounge for the podcast. Cool. And I walked up. E-walk, electrically walked my- You were an E-walk? Uh, it was an E-walk. I E-walked my way up there. Uh, and I, there was a table with with a donuts, a picture of donuts on top. It looked that, like Habbo Hotel, basically. That, <laughs> and I, I sat down in one of the couches. My little circle disconnected head floated over to a seat and I, and I hovered over it. And I was literally immediately then in this bubble the sphere uh-huh. of who i could hear that was around me this circle right and it was everybody on the podcast so i'm talking to george i'm talking to the rest of them um who was the other one so this sounds like a second life experience it was basically right? second life right but hear me out mm-hmm. i don't think that what's happening is impossible to eventually replicate virtually but you're gonna have to use vr i was just thinking that i was just thinking that in my head that was exactly where i was going with this so anyway we sat down and and we were just talking it was all the guys and we had we did have a video there was video chat on top like a top ribbon that was video of all Mm -hmm. the people but then below was like the the chat room area there was a couple HRC people that kind of walked up and we had like a good crowd of people to the point that we're like out of spaces for people to be in the bubble to hear us. Like that's where we we actually That's pretty cool. We actually got to a point of like hardware wise we we were taxing the capabilities of the system. The system was probably not designed to be like that, right? Like the way it was But that's being used. really smart. I mean, that evolution of the event is really it's, smart. It it felt good. It, yes. it felt rewarding. It was a fun little moment. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nearly like going in person. But then at the same time, we also bumped against that ceiling of how many people can you get in this circle? Right. About 15, 10, 15, something like that. Mm-hmm. Versus like the Discord, when we do an after chat, it's like, you know, 50 to 70 people. Right. So, it's, you know, the ceiling is there is no ceiling, really. Mm-hmm. Right. It's It's weird, right? Because if you think about what I do every week when we do the after chat and all that stuff, it's just like show up, hang out, talk, right? text, do mm-hmm. whatever you want. I'm not trying to make it a ham fest because it can't be. Right. It can't be. Mm-hmm. But what do we do have? Well, we've got the internet. We have the wealth of knowledge that we can share quickly mm-hmm. via my live stream and then posting the links and all that stuff. I kind of see like your weekly live stream chats and the after chat as more of a ham club meeting than a ham fest right and and so that's kind of also where this has to go at some point ham clubs kind of have to start doing what i'm doing right i agree the zoom call everybody get on the zoom call it's kind of boring right like if you can't introduce audio the audio visual things that i do in addition to just well, i mean zoom is audio visual no but it's just a bunch of box it's hollywood squares Mm-hmm. right it, it's it's just people talking right but when i do things i'll pull up videos and i'll have links and we'll talk through in a semi-structured format all this different stuff mm-hmm. right i think people got to get a little bit more tech savvy yeah yeah unfortunately i think that that's, that's... picking up another hobby basically yeah right i know it, yeah, yeah see that's that's the yeah and then what happens so somebody gets really good about at that 
for the club and then that becomes the person and then if something happens to that person then the club is kaput right it's yeah what a wild web we leave, uh weave as as human beings you know we working weeb. together we weeb <laughs> it's a lot of weebs <laughs> What a... Well, this is real depressing, Josh. It, well, I, I'm not trying to make it depressing, but at the same time, like I think everybody kind of needs to look in. One or two things needs to happen here, I think. For all the young folks that are listening, and if you're in a club, consider finding something you can do above and beyond what you're currently doing. Yeah. Find, but but strike a balance, right? You can't go completely crazy. You'll you'll drive your significant other mad. But also get a partner. Uh, Whatever. Do it. Do it with another person. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 So you're you're spreading the load, but also you're never leaving the organization in a lurch. Yes. Yes. I I feel I have only really criticized and I haven't came up with enough of good answers. Mm. So I will think about this. Um. Obviously, I do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking back at my live streams, the viewership of my live streams, uh, even a day later, mm-hmm. is twice that of some of these kind of smaller ham fests. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just consider that, right? What does that mean? I mean, the listenership for the podcast alone is bigger than a lot of ham fests. Uh yeah including the like getting up to the big one level yeah like over a month the podcast yeah almost like six thousand listeners in a month that's per show yeah per show but if you look at across the entire month yeah and it all really the past shows makes me feel like we should be doing a better job <sighs> I, <yeah. laughs> well, okay fair enough and we started the podcast talking about a kitchen remodel most people will never experience because our home's not I'll that post. big to have everybody well, come in. If you'd like to see, <laughs> if you'd like to see pictures, I'll drop pictures in the Discord podcast chat of our gutted kitchen and what it looks like today. Yeah, we'll give you updates as we. Hopefully, go. by the end of next week, it'll be done. So, Leia, I'm uh, I'm conflicted. Okay, I'm ready to transition to the email correspondence tower, but I All feel right. like with this change that we've made, yes. We are going to be leaving behind one of my favorite things of this podcast. What? The Korean Metro Station jingle. Okay. Should I play that now? To say goodbye to it? Or because you could just play it whenever you wanted to listen to it. On my own? Yeah. Just listen to it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe one last time. (laughs) I'm a little sad now, actually. (laughs) Kind of makes you feel sad. And with that, we're going wow. into the email correspondence tower. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Welcome, everyone, to the email correspondence tower with the kitchen remodel i have not gone to the p.o box i haven't done much of anything other than work from home and uh and try and help out as much as i can we are going to go straight to the voicemail annex and which is your way to reach out via your voice 
If there's something that upsets you in the podcast, pull right over safely and then yell into that phone number. Wow. And what is that phone number, Leah? Oh, it's 562-334-2389. But if you don't want to yell and you just rather just give us your voice in recorded form of you reading your email to us, that's fine. (laughs) Stream of consciousness, if you will. But, you know, you've got the uh, the option. All right. So we're going to start out in the voicemail annex. Hello, Justin. Oh, 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 too much. Justin Lance, <laughs> uh, KN6 Muzak, uh, just calling from northern Vermont up here. Uh, hey. finished the recent, the recent podcast and heard Nathan. Um, that, that looks funny. That puts a smile on my face. I realized I never, never really found out from, uh, Way back on my first voicemail, I had said, uh, I hope I'll be counted worthy to be called a volunteer contributor. But I said it in a re- weird way, and I don't, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> you are a volunteer contributor. <laughs> I was hoping that if I called in every week, that maybe I could be a volunteer podcast, as you say, contributor, not co-producer, because I ain't producing nothing. But I'd love to contribute to any stuff. And um, I haven't called you guys in almost a month. So um, that's what separates you from the nations. That last time, actually, what I'm commitment. Sorry for is I left the email totally hanging. Um, <laughs> the repeater timed out, and I was about to talk about uh, these jokes my kids made at me just to mess with me while talking about Ohm's law, and um, so I never bright. called back. Well. That was, uh, I think that was about the time that we started realizing our dog has cancer. Oh, and, whoa. Um, I'm we've had so other things sorry. going on. Oh, no. So, I was just kidding. Right now. Um, <laughs> well, this podcast is a downer. Yes. Yeah, she's, no, she's not going to make it, but she's happy for right now. Oh, and, I'm um, so sorry. I'll, I'll just share a little bit because I know how much you guys love your dog and you went through something sort of yeah. a thing yeah. recently. Um, she's the most awesome Rottweiler ever. Loving and cooperative and eager to please and completely not what you'd expect for, let's say, a utility breed. Mm. And uh, she got us through tough days, tough days back oh, in California. So um, California she came to into Vermont. our family. After an intrusion to our sacred family space. So um, she has been awesome and much appreciated. And she's happy right now and smiling each day. Um, But as that said, that's why probably I've been preoccupied. And I wanted to say Justifiably. Um, So sorry, I wasn't sure. Robert's Rules of Order would say old business first, I think. Not like I know him, but I would assume so. It's whatever. Uh, the kids. <laughs> I'm sitting there. <laughs> Time down. So I, I will say that uh, as, <laughs> as far as dogs that I've met, like breeds that are considered deadly breeds, Rottweilers are, you know, probably on that list, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people think of Rottweilers as scary. Every Rottweiler I've ever met that is like known to me, like a family friend had a Rottweiler, et cetera, et cetera. Every one of them has been the coolest dogs. 
Rottweilers yeah. are really good dogs. Uh, assuming, you know, the owners are good owners and do, you know, what needs to be done. Um, th- they're, they're good dogs, though. Yeah. Okay. I will tell you, uh, since you do have kids, really prepare your kids for the loss of your dog. Ben, like we're 10, 9, 10 months later. Mm-hmm. And... He still yeah. is sad about it, even though, I mean, I'm you know, we have Chloe, um, but it, it, I felt like we had done all of the things, but people grieve in their own time. Um, so really, yeah, I would say prepare your kids, but I'm going to let you, uh, yeah. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. I, uh, <laughs> I, had, I had to finish laughing before I called you back. You know, I think every time I call you guys, I get cut off by the repeater. Mm-hmm. which is probably a pretty solid sign <laughs> that I ramble too much. I'm going to have to work you're on fine. that. You're, you're um, rag you net right so now. I'm sitting there, we're going through kind of technician study session, and it's good in general for STEM and the kind of things, you know, I want my kids to know, um, which is how to deal with electrical equipment. And so we're going over Ohm's Law, and my son, he just looks at me, and so dryly, I didn't even get it. He goes, Oh my gosh, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean, what am I talking about? That's pretty good. Ohms and watts. Uh, That's a smart I was, kid. I was briefly astonished. I'm like, you know what watts are. And they're just sitting there smirking at me. Little jerk. <laughs> little jerk. And then what was the other one I think my daughter chimed in on? Um, oh, 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 it hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm sure that the uh, puns from Ohms Watson hurts aren't uh, aren't new, but it made me chuckle, and I wanted to share it. I that's a like sign that. of um, that's a sign of smart. Anyway, kids. that's oh, that's yeah. us. We're catching up on like that. that. And um, uh, another thing I never touched on was uh, Morse code, audible usage. Our family used it one day. Oh, and. Um, I, I think in order to apply what I'm working there on in my qualities lately, I'm trying to work on self-control, which should affect my decrease <laughs> of rambling. So I'm going to leave that for the next time. And I'm thinking maybe do a couple of voicemails throughout the week so I don't monopolize the repeater. Anyway, uh, thank you guys again. Hey there, Nathan and 73s, y'all. Thank you so much, K Muzak. That's uh, thank you. You have delightful children. I'm sure they will pick up about all of Ohm's law. All of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, K Muzak, and on to the next voicemail. Okay. Yes, my name's Charles Goss. I'm K6YBH, portable seven. Okay. Hey, Lee and Josh, this is Ham Solo, K0FYRK Fire. Hey, Hello. And I'm atop Bernard Peak in Idaho. Nice. And so I just did Montana about three hours ago, Summit and a park activation. Bruh. And now I just got Idaho, a Summit and a park activation. Wow. And so I'm halfway done with the country. I've got 26 states for parks, and oh, I have Russia. 23 states for summits activated. <gasps> Because uh, there's only 45 states that have summits. So I'm now really? halfway done with my mission to do a summit in a park in every state if I can. 
So I just thought I'd let you know, just got Idaho and Montana. And so this is K0FYR73. Well, thank you so much, K-Fire. Hey. Hey. I uh, just noticed <laughs> that... Is it Kansas that doesn't have any songs? I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say, <laughs> yeah. I would like to just note that uh, K-Fire always sounds as excited and happy about what he's doing every time he calls us. Like absolutely, you can, you can you can hear it in his voice. Not saying everyone else isn't excited and happy in what they're doing too, but like you can. Let me be. Let me be honest here. I don't know. Like I look at your goal that you set for yourself to activate in all the places you can activate a poda and soda. Yes, and I'm just like exhausted thinking about it. And then you come in with these like. So wild exciting. achievements on the road yeah to like, and will it antenna you'll go from one side of the country to the other side of the country in like one week yeah and i'm like didn't even need covid bro like... and he's so <laughs> excited and infectious about it it's like you you really are selling this like there are you're really selling you should be making youtube videos on this like just he to... does no i'm saying <laughs> yes you're right he does he does he does you're right i'm sorry it was ham solo um but I, I, I don't know. I, I got to go back and look then and make sure I'm, I'm, I'm capturing what I'm hearing in the excitement of his voice. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's such an enthusiasm. Oh, it's so enthusiastic. Yeah. It's infectious. It really is. Yeah, makes me almost want to get my general. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost makes me want to drive across the country, like, or I could just watch K Fire videos. You know. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for the update. I, you know, I, I really look forward to these updates because I just want to see what he's going to catch next. So Indeed. The, he's like the Ash, Ash Ketchum of, uh, of states. <laughs> just the ones with Mount, with summits though. Yeah, it's true. For soda. No, I guess he, he'll do Poto too. So yeah. All right. On to the next voicemail. Hey, Josh and Leah. Chris. Hey, Muzak. Checking out the voicemail next. Hey again, Katie. Thanks for hosting it. Um, yeah, I promised I'd call back with that Morse code story. So, me and the family, me, Tiff, two kids, we work together a lot, too, out here. Nice. Um, my kids are graduated, so we make a nice team out on the, on the construction site, but we were off. Uh, one day. That's a strong couple. And we decided we were going to have a nice time. Uh, we were going to just kind of chill out, watch some things, maybe play some games, and pick up food. And uh, our dog, of course, needed to be walked. So we agreed I would go pick up the food from one of these uh, these little fry joints around here. Nice place, Tenny's. I like it. And um, french fries, grilled cheese. Popcorn, shrimp, that sort of place. Ooh. And um, I got back, and the kids were out walking the dogs. Now, sometimes they don't give the dogs that great of a walk. So my wife reminded them, give her a nice long walk if you can. So by the time I got back, they were somewhere out on the other side of the 150-acre farm here. Farm I don't tend, 
we just rent a house that happens to be on it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm like, rent another place if we want it. So they were oh, up right. on some trails way back up in some woods. Uh, with a great dog, place to go. And I'm looking at this food and it's hot and we like it hot. That's when it's yummy. So wife and I didn't want for him, wait for him to get back. So I thought, I asked, do they have their phones with them? No, of course not. Well, when my kids were little, our family has a lot of experience in different foreign languages. And as a result of being exposed to that, um, when they were kids, they were really into codes, Morse code being one of them. Oh, cool. And uh, they, they learned some as kids. In fact, even today, if I'm, if I'm reviewing Morse or trying to just play around with it and remember some, my son will walk by and go, that's an eye. Because kids are amazing like, at learning. Yeah. I don't remember that from way back then. But anyway, so I go out and I decided, okay, I'm not waiting. So I walked out to our truck, one of our trucks. It's, uh, it's an old 1970 GMC pickup. So it's got a, a beefy horn on it. And I went out and oh, cool. I, uh, I started using it. Me, me, me. <laughs> I probably should have just said bit da because that probably sounded like terrible podcast right there. <laughs> but uh, that was the audible Morse code we used. And uh, they came back. Not too long thereafter. Wow. No, Wouldn't it have been amazing if they had radios on them? <laughs> right, right. I'd be out there and like, get. <laughs> so I said, you come back because you heard the horn? And they're like, we heard the horn. I'm like, did you realize it was Morse code? And they just looked at me and like, oh, we weren't really listening. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was that was our attempt at using audible Morse code. It could have landed, I guarantee, if uh, they were in the mood to listen at the time. Uh, but, but they're uh, teenage boys. I told so. them, next time you hear the horn sounding weird like that, just, just assume that's it's Morse code. That's the new code. code. So uh, we had our nice lunch. And that's our story. Right. Uh, thanks. Thank have you. a great one. I, I have a go back on myself to call myself out. I am a I am a huge jerk. I found out that I was not subscribed to Ham Solo. <gasps> you are a huge jerk. I am a huge jerk. So I have <laughs> I have amended that problem. And yes, and so that's why I wasn't. I thought I was. I I seriously thought I was. I think I subscribed to someone other. You're one like of the Ham other Solo. Listeners. You've got a channel. I'm like, why Ham Solo, aren't you documenting? Why aren't you, like, documenting this crazy shit that you're on? And then of course I pull up his channel, and he is definitely documenting his journey. It's amazing. It, okay. I, I think I'm I'm looking at one of his thumbnails and he's talking about Delaware, and it says, "Hi, I'm in Delaware," <laughs> which is <laughs> totally a, a reference to Wayne's World. Have you do you know the reference? No. They've got a green screen and they're like they brought up different states behind them. They're like, "Hey, I'm in California," and blah blah, you know, and they're like, "I'm in uh, I'm in." You, London, eh, you know, blah blah blah. I'm in Australia. Put another shrimp on the bar. That whole thing, and then they put in Delaware. It's like, "Hi." I'm in Delaware. <laughs> it's so good. I, I That's hilarious. the the inter the uh, the joke was was did land. So Ham yeah. Solo, I apologize. I will amend this issue. I will go back and watch because it looks like you you actually your thumbnails have some really really cool pictures on it. So congratulations. We got to we got to talk a little bit about the fonts and the words and how you do a little bit of impactful thumbnail building. If you want to DM me on Discord or send me an email, we can talk. All I right. I think I can help you out a little bit. Okay. All right.
On to the next voicemail. Hope this is the right number. This is KCATZW trying to find a person about some cable. Thank you. <laughs> is that the same guy? What? I think that was the same guy. So, dear podcast listener, somebody called in to the to the voicemail net. Yeah, because it's the same for number our, for Hamtaz. Asking for our catalog. <laughs> And left their <laughs> left their address, like just gave us the whole thing. So that we had to pause the podcast for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so no, not a ham radio store. Yeah, that's <laughs> no plans of it either becoming a ham radio store. So I, you know, that. you know what I think it is. It's that um, the it's just ham so hammy and so tactical. No. I have page links for radios that will refer you to Amazon. Yeah, like affiliate codes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but they are, they look like product listings, but when you go to buy, it takes you to Amazon. And the reason we did it was so that people would go to the right Amazon listing for those items Mm -hmm. versus maybe not a, such a reliable (laughs) seller (laughs) for that item, you know? We, We want you to not get ripped off. That yes. is always my yeah, goal. Exactly. Is is and one even if you paid for a thing and you got the thing and the thing worked, it could still be a bad thing. Right. So that's those are my goals. All right. On to the next voicemail. I don't. Uh, it's not the same person. A lot. No. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, and a lot of good voicemails today. Yeah. This is the last voicemail though. Okay. Hello. This is Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu Nathan. I'm gonna make this quick to make sure the podcast. Is shorter. Hey, this is not time sensitive, so I will just share, and you can talk about it whenever you hear this. Um, I was listening to my radio after I moved my desk around for my uh, shack and my seventy three hundred just the other day, and I heard an operator on there, not anyone doing parks on the air or anything, and he heard someone calling, and they said that they were trying to do parks on the air. And he's like, oh, that, that's fine. He's like, but can you can you tell your your uh, your parks in the air buddies? Uh, can you can you tell them to stay off the WARC bands, the W A R C bands? Oh, because he feels that. What are the WARC bands? Yes, it's, there's a question whether Coda is really a contest, but it has a format of a contest. So he thinks that they should. Stay off of those bands. I think it's, I don't know, 30, 17, 15, something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, 12, 12 15, 15. I don't know. What, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I don't really care either way, but he's like, they, he, he thinks that they should care, keep off those bands. And I just want to know your thoughts. Stay, stay off the hey, bands. Thank you very what? much. This is Kilo One, Mike Alpha Zulu. Thank you. Stay off the bands during what? Did I miss the the key word there? Uh, the Wark bands. Yeah, but stay um, off of them when? For Poda. He said it's. Is it a contest? But has the format of a contest? Oh, oh my God! They're curmudgeons, man. Okay. <laughs> So let's explain 
WARC is an acronym, and it was like World Amateur Radio Council, something like that, right? It was an event that happened many, many moons ago where they basically got new allocations or kind of repurposed the way we would use the bands. Mm -hmm. And uh, 30, 17, 15, and 12 were repurposed as these WARC bands. Okay. The work bands are kind of like not supposed to be, okay, they aren't ever supposed to be used during a contest. You're never supposed to contest on the work bands. Oh. Specifically because during a contest, the most popular bands are just saturated with people making contests or oh. contacts. And so like. And so people during... need somewhere else to go. So okay. 20 is kind of like 17 and 30 is a poor replacement for for 40 but it's also a pretty decent digital and morse code band okay um 15 all right 12 is kind of meh for me but whatever regardless they're extra bands they're bands you can go shade at 12 uh, yeah uh, we're, we got a real negative <laughs> podcast today. and i'm and i'm part and i'm mostly the problem i i, I realize that i'm the problem but they're good they're they're good bands they're useful bands etc and they're they're a a an oasis during the chaos of the contests if you don't want a contest right you can go use the work band because the other option is just to stay on whatever band contesters are on and tell them to get off your frequency which we have That's... experienced if you remember yes he was holding the frequency in ramona when yes. you were at the camp out uh-huh that guy it lives on forever in my mind it, it does yes. right yeah yeah that guy also lives rent free in my mind for, for the time that one man uh decided to fight against the storm because i love ham radio tea it was live tea yeah it was live they were pouring live tea hot out of the out of the speaker just for your your ear staff holes. can tell you i will pop in to staff chat <laughs> whenever there's whenever ham radio there's tea. tea like just gotta Talk about it. So <laughs> talk the, about it. <laughs> gotta talk about that tea. So the work bands serve a really, really good purpose. They, they are. They're, they're and they're good. Now, Nathan's comment is someone took great offense to someone doing poda on the work band. But that's not a contest. That's that somebody activating a, a park. Right. So I would argue that Poda is like a mini de-expedition. Oh. And if you would have a de-expedition use the work bands, then you should also allow Poda and Soda operators to use the work bands. I guess it depends on how popular Poda is now, though. Oh, it's super popular. Because if it's something that is just constant on the bands, which... Mm -hmm. it, Ideally, it is, mm -hmm. right? That it gives no space for rag chewing. Uh, correct. Right. You know? Right. So... No, Poda's not doing that, though. Poda doesn't do that. Contests do. Poda does not. Right, but if you have, like, a pile-up for, uh, for one activator, and then you, 30 minutes later, have another pile-up, for mm -hmm. another activator mm -hmm. because of well i i just highly doubt that it's dominating a frequency like a contest weekend no know? and it's not a frequency or the frequencies it's a band yeah and some of them are, are pretty decently sized 
Yeah. So it, you're not you're not losing the entire band because of yeah. Poda. Just scooch on over. It's not something I would worry about personally. And to me, it's kind of like the the Poda activator is basically having their own rag chew. Like how? Why would it be any different other than the fact that you're not hearing about somebody like, else? Talking why? About... Why would it? Call, why would it be any different than calling CQ on those bands and just making contacts? Right. You're right. just making contacts. It just turns out that it's a part of a game we all play. Right. That's all. It, yeah. It's give me pe- back my band. People. People like having these really nuanced, all up in their head arguments mm-hmm. about yeah. how they can justify why it's it's like a contest and so it should be treated like a contest and you can't use it. it it's it's that's BS. All right. Yeah. Well, there you go, Nathan. I think uh, opinion sufficiently expressed. I think so. <laughs> Indeed. And now we make our way up the Fine. tower. We're here. We're here in an attempt to shore it up. Yeah. We, we're now hitting the email section. <laughs> so I'm actually, um, I'm not going to tell anybody right now how I'm selecting the emails. Oh. Because I haven't decided on a you methodology. You yourself do <laughs> Yes. So today, we're all, in this all that's happening is I'm going to go in order <laughs> of when they came in. <laughs> that seems okay. fair. Okay. Right? Until we stop is what you're yeah. saying? That's it. Interesting. There you go. Okay. All right. The first email reads Attic Antenna, and this is from Rob. I was just listening to the podcast. Well, thank you for listening. During a question about attic antennas, Josh mentioned that a metal roof is a detriment. It is a Faraday cage. I have a metal roof on my two story house. I also live on a pretty good size hill in West Virginia. I can use a baofeng sitting at my kitchen table toward downstairs and unlock a repeater, uh, unlock and talk on a repeater almost five miles away. Mm. Also, going back to the Faraday cage, are you saying my house is protected from EMP? <laughs> Do I need to ground my metal roof? No, we're <laughs> so you're all you're not wrong, and I'm also not wrong. We're simultaneously correct at, at you know the exact same moment. Let's talk about where the, the the difference is. You are on VHF UHF. That is line of sight. You sure. are using a handheld that is a vertical antenna. Right. You talked about vertical antennas earlier uh, when you took the test. Sure. There's a null at the top of that antenna. Okay. RF does not radiate out of the tip. It doesn't go straight up into the roof. Right. It transmits. It, it comes out broadside from the antenna right so everyone around you everyone you love you're just radiating with rf oh as it goes God. out of the walls through your windows and almost directly straight across into the horizon line that is how the radio transmits okay if you were to go up in the attic into the v of the attic and put your antenna tip all the way up in the into it and then transmit directly into the you know upside down v mm-hmm. of your antenna you're probably not going to get out of, of, of your roof mm-hmm. you're probably not going to get out that well right further we were largely talking about hf antennas we weren't right. talking about vhf uhf antennas so if you have a metal roof in a traditional upside down v configuration and you put a hf antenna up in that upside down v mm-hmm. and it is metal you're not going to do very hot right because there's something called takeoff angle, and you can look this up. It is the 
if, if you think of when we say omnidirectional, well, what do we mean? We mean that it's kind of like a, a donut laying on the table, right? The RF is coming away from this donut, right, in a big circle. Right. Right. A dipole is a donut that's kind of flopped up on its side with mm -hmm. the hole in the middle. We've talked about this as well. A lot of that RF is going to go straight up or angles of straight up until you get to 180 degrees flat, basically mm -hmm. 90 degrees off of the center vertical position. All of those reflection points are being absorbed by the roof. Those would be reflection points that would normally go into the upper atmosphere or the atmosphere, depending on which band you're on bounce around and then come back down. That is a byproduct of beyond line of sight capability that we have with HF radio. So right. we were, we're both simultaneous really right, but also we were talking about completely different things. All right. Well, Rob says, as a side note, I use a two meter Kenwood mobile in the house with a mag mount antenna just stuck out on my roof and I have no issues with it. On the roof. Right. <laughs> so that's a ground plane for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that, actually, that's even the the best situation is if you have a metal roof, mm -hmm. throw your antenna on top of it. Right. Something like a vertical for VHF, UHF will actually work, work great. And at two stories, it's probably going to be killer. Using it to your advantage. We were talking about HF, though, in that All instance. Right. And that's KE8. O-U-I. Rob, that's K-We. Mm, he's French. Oui, oui. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your email, Rob. And uh, hopefully <laughs> confusion alleviated. Hopefully. This uh, next email is titled, What are we going to do today, Brain? And this is from... Same thing we do every day, Pinky. Yeah. Ready to take over the world. This is from Mr. Danger. Hello, Mr. Danger here with oh. the dirty good goods for you. You know who I am. No. I don't have time for a long-winded introduction. We got bigger fish on our hands. I come to you with a matter of paramount importance. I've just had the greatest idea I've ever had. Granted, I haven't had many, but this is absolutely the best one. Okay. Not only... Is it going to make us rich, but it's also going to save the world? And yes, it is ham radio related. Now listen up and don't tell anyone. Just keep it between the podcast listeners. Otherwise, it won't work, okay? Okay. Now, if you are slightly touched, contemptible fellow, oh, if you're a slightly touched, contemptible fellow such as myself, mm -hmm. you probably get all your news from those little sidebars on Twitter. Now, oh, man, for, stop doing that. For the past week, <laughs> one story has been dominating my feed. The Great Baofeng Shortage. Yep, it's real. What? According to what I read on Twitter, things happened and now they won't be able to make Baofengs anymore. No. Initially, I thought, no way. This has to be some kind of bogus sensationalism or something. So I Googled it. And to my shock, I found out it's real. Many highly reputable news sources such as MASH.com, BarstoolSports.com, and BallerAlert.com have put out articles in the fast, past few days. So you know it's big facts. Yeah, this is like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming, and if we don't start preparing now, we're going to be very disappointed in the ending. Nobody panic. Your boy Danger has got you. Deep breaths, man. 
deep breaths. I have no idea what they're talking about. If everyone follows my plan, not only are we going to have bow fangs to spare, but we're going to make out with bandits. <laughs> I don't understand that phrase, by the way. I guess if you make out with a bandit, he'll steal something for you or whatever. That makes sense, I suppose. Like, ah, I'll give you a smooch if you lift that new Cuisinart air fryer for me. Just don't make out with him until after he steals for you. He's a bandit. If you give him a kiss first, he's just going to take off. Yeah, see, that's why I make the big bucks, you little ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. It's make out like a bandit. I am. You, I am not. And you don't make out with bandits. You make out like a bandit, like like you stole things. Make out with bandits. <laughs> no honor amongst thieves. <laughs> anyway, stop. I have, I have literally stop. no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Stop distracting me. Look, I know a Baofeng shortage sounds like a bad thing, but if we play this right, it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So the first step of the plan is that we need to buy all of the Baofengs we can. I already said Baofengs will be the currency of the future. I went through my savings, maxed out all my credit cards, and closed out my 401k. All of that went into Baofengs and freezers. So I've done my part so if this is going to work, you have to do the same. I'll wait. Like, what do you think I mean? Like, next week? Go. Pause the podcast. Go buy Baofengs and freezers. Go before someone else gets them. Buy all the Baofengs you can. Get the frozen ones at Safeway and Costco. <laughs> Make sure you invest in a variety of brands. Don't put all your money in one brand like a lid. Diversify your holdings. I'll wait. Did you know that a peregrine falcon can dive at 320 kilometers per hour? I did. It's the fastest animal on earth. That's uh, bananas. Yeah. All right. You back? Okay, good. Phase one is underway. Now this is a complex plan, so just bear with me. It's going to be worth it. Okay. We're going to start a Baofeng scalping ring. You know, I didn't have take a lot of effort to get here. <laughs> it just And we're eating. Does it, does it feel complex? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The Baofeng shortage hits and we control a massive portion of the supply. Then we sell them off to the Fang Star Wait, is this a hypothetical story? At hugely inflated prices. Did I miss this being hypothetical? No, he didn't okay. say it was. Okay. Now that brings us to phase two. Good boy points. Now everybody knows the only way to bow, buy Baofangs is with good boy points. But where do they come from? How are they generated? That's right. Is this like carbon credits? By being a good boy. What? <laughs> if you are a good boy and go to work, you get good boy points. Many famous scientists, since, uh, such as Albert Einstein and Robert J. Oppenheimer, have tried to figure out exactly how your boss makes good boy points. The results, however, have been inconclusive. If you want to see a very advanced application of the good boy point system, look no further than our friends across the pond, England. Good boy points, or GBP, is actually their official currency. <laughs> this is like a fever dream. 
What am I listening to right now? Over there, they call them pounds, partly because they're contrarians and they got to come up with something, it's, come up with a different word for everything. from pound sterling. But also because back in the olden days, back when money was worth way more money than money is worth today, <laughs> one good boy point bought you a pound of dino nuggies. Crazy, right? <laughs> Next step. So what do you think is going to happen when the Baofeng shortage hits, huh? That's right. There are going to be a lot of angry hands. A lot of people are going to be acting not so good. You feel me? And not just hands. This is a worldwide economic event that will affect lots of other types of peoples. Whackers, GMRS people, <laughs> Whackers. paintballers, neighborhood watch groups. <laughs> A lot of people will be far too upset to go to work. Poachers. They ain't getting any new good boy points. <laughs> Not only are we going to be raking in the good boy points by controlling the Baofeng supply, we're going to be reducing the amount of good boy points that go into circulation. <laughs> We are not only going to be acquiring a huge the, where's the Fed comment amount of the world's strongest currency, but increasing its value at the same time. Okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. I know. Now, most countries like the good old USA or my homeland of Japan, they're oh. going to make it through the Baofeng shortage. But England is going to be devastated because good boy points is their only currency. By the time the shortage is over, their country is going to be in ruin. They won't be able to restabilize their economy. They're going to have to cut it, a deal with the largest holder of good boy points. That's us, the hams. We will be in a great position of power. This is like RD, uh, what RDFC round two. This, this is ADFC. what happens when Prince Charles A-R-D-C. becomes king. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he can't earn good boy points. <laughs> I'm just. It's... Uh, they they absolutely earn good. Boy points. <laughs> and what do we do? What deal do we cut? We buy Scotland, what? England. <laughs> okay england gets one fourth of our good boy points and i'm willing to negotiate up to one third but don't tell nobody and we get scotland now you might be a bit confused at this point but don't worry if this i will need to buck fast faster (laughs) i'm down but don't worry i will destroy your confusion with facts and logic Anyway, we buy Scotland. Kick out everyone except the local hams and the people who make beer. Good Lord. Bam. We form a ham radio nation state. One nation under Marconi, indefensible with Balfour. Indefensible. (laughs) That's uh, an opportune word you use there. With Balfangs and J Poles for all. (laughs) This is a wild journey we've gone on. This is where we get to the end game, my friends. The end. Okay. I thought getting Scotland seems like a pretty good end game, but all right. As president, supreme dictator, and CEO of Hamland, Josh Nass will use our great wealth to bring together a team of the world's greatest scientists. What for, you ask? Not to make weapons. We can buy weapons. Not to solve world hunger. We'll deal with that later. Not to research disease. I already know a cure for all that ails you. That's right. We're making a Baofeng radio for HF. 
<laughs> not just for us. <laughs> that's the end game. For everyone around the globe, because that's how you really solve the world's problems. Disease, you can't catch a disease from talking on the radio. War, nobody will want to fight wars. They will be too busy making contacts. Hunger, won't be no hunger. Oh, well, I didn't think of one for hunger. So that's the plan. Scout Balfangs by Scotland. Create a ham radio paradise. Make Balfang on HF real and achieve world peace. Not bad for something that came out of my mind. Am I right? If we follow the plan and it's airtight, you know, so don't mess it up. Buy those Baofangs, freeze them, and wait for further instructions. The, the freezing is interesting. I, I, this, I was thinking this. Why, why like, must yeah. they be frozen? <laughs> why must the fangs be cold? <laughs> I, is there a process? Uh, like, just dumping them in water and then freezing them into ice seems like a problem. I don't think you dump them in water. You just put them. They don't need to be frozen. That's... <laughs> They're fine. It's the first thing you do, though. The first Josh. thing you do is throw them in your freezer. <laughs> I'll let you know when we're entering phase two. It might be I don't a even, rough. We're not even is it because the because the freezer will work like a Faraday cage? Is that? I, I don't know, but I'm not seeing Baofangs on the news troll. Yeah, it might be a rough road. We might have to make a few sacrifices. If you want to make an omelet, you got to crack a few fangs. Remember, it's our little secret. See you next time. <laughs> I'm not seeing any shortage I... of Balfangs. Now, oddly enough, Leia, he mentioned a... Um, that was hilarious. A, it was fantastic. Yeah, that, that was fantastic. That was a real ride. You, that was... You, you. I feel like I got a real glimpse into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was cool. Leia, he mentioned a news source, Barstool mm -hmm. Sports. Mm -hmm. Do you know how... Pizza reviews. Pizza reviews. <laughs> there it is. There's the connection. I didn't know they were into ham radio, too. That's wild. You That's should, wild. You should be friends with that guy. <laughs> yeah. I love pizza. Yeah, you love radio. I don't understand his yeah. rating system, but I love pizza. And I don't know why he doesn't understand that one is one a bite single bite. <laughs> is one bite, my guy. You know the rules. One bite takes four. <laughs> awful <laughs> and then his rating system's like oh this is a like is this one of the best like in this area no but this is like an eight point something over here <laughs> like, this is like, an 8.2 uh, jersey the, but the point of the rating system is to equalize no it's complete chaos it's complete insanity <laughs> Nothing means anything. <sighs> the only thing that means anything is that you can't just give a straight number for the score. That's a rookie score. Can't ever do that. It always has to be an eight point something or a seven point something. Right. You can't, can't ever be just yeah. a seven or an eight. Yeah, exactly. That's a rookie score. All right. Thank you, uh, Mr. Danger, for that amazing ride. I've got nothing on uh, Bao Feng shortages. That's because he, he must have made it up, <laughs> <laughs> yes but he made you search for it so. he got me now i'm looking at pizza reviews again that's <laughs> look at all now i know where to go when i'm in the east coast for pizza <laughs> the next time the next email is titled correction okay correct it and this is from don 
Josh and Leia, I was vehemently corrected about the Firefly DVD set. Oh. It was only one season, but had four unaired episodes on it. I saw the four and assumed it was more seasons. As No. <laughs> Great sadness. <laughs> As for the mic, I traded some LMR 400 for the radio, and it did not come with a mic or power cable. I had a spare power cable, though. I apologize for the misinformation. And that's from Don, KE5ADX, the RF field tech. You know what, Don? You get a pass because you're always such a a fountain of knowledge when it comes to RF. You know, that's another word I like. Fount. Uh Just just fount. Not fountain. A fount. Okay. Often comes up in like fantasy books. Interesting. You got to have like a wizard in in the book. And he says fount? Uh Uh-huh. Well, everybody else says fountain. A fount is like a like a natural spring that just pops up. It's like a fount of knowledge. Yes. You know, like that. Like it, it, it springs forth. Is it not fountain of knowledge? It's, it's a just fount. fount. It's just fount. Oh. No, well. yes. The word fountain is, is also a thing, but fount is also, you know, a, a word. Dawn, thank you so much for the correction. Um, this is the kind of stuff that gets like Joss Whedon's Twitter like storm. <laughs> The next email is titled "Ham Specific Gotta be Questions." Gotta be careful when you talk about things like fire, Firefly. That'll this, that'll that'll create a mob. Yeah, <laughs> an online mob. And this comes from Jimmy. Hey, Leia and Josh, I have thought of a couple questions for you. They are all ham specific, so if you need to split them up into multiple podcasts, that's fine. <laughs> We're not thought. Uh, that's never how this is going to work. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think about saying seventy six as a shortened way of saying thank you for your service? Yeah, to I those like gas. Who, ser- <laughs> who served in our military. The seventy six comes from seventeen seventy six. Oh, think it would be kind of neat to nod to our military folks. You know what I would love? The thirteen colonies. When we have the thirteen colonies event, mm-hmm. wrap it up with a seventy six. Give them a hot seventy nice. seventeen seventy six. Right. Or like on July 6th, mm-hmm. all 76 gas stations could give veterans and service members free gas. They should do that. Yeah. All of their gas. <laughs> all of them. All of it. They should give it all. Like what's a, what's a tank worth? Like 60, 60, 70, 80 grand. I don't know how full their tanks are. But it's going to be empty. Seems like some pretty specific numbers yeah. you just pulled out of your head there, Leah. All right. And the questions. One, what makes an antenna able to handle more watts when transmitting? For example, on an NFED half-wave antenna, I see them listed at 100 watts SSB and 50 watts digital or 50 watts SSB and 20 watts digital. Yes. Are the physical components just larger or is there more to it than that? Also, what would be the results of using them beyond their limits? What would you see on the radio or power meter that would indicate you were transmitting too much power or too often boy th- these are fantastic questions That's and it literally question. that literally goes through the entire conversation like every one of his mm-hmm. like question points is literally the way you describe what's happening okay it's almost like he knows the answer yeah the seriously <laughs> the weak link in an nfed half wave is the transforming matching unit okay it's wire wrapped around a toroid it has a primary and secondary winding and that 
transfer match is basically taking the high impedance at the end point of the antenna and bringing it down in the case of a 49 to 1 uh, unun 49 times down from the high impedance at the endpoint to bring it into 50 to 75 ohms, which is what your radio will work with. Well, what happens is that transfer, the byproduct of the transfer process, the transforming process is heat. Oh. And at some point, the toroid, which is an, an epoxy pressed donut of magnesium zinc and sometimes other amalgamations of minerals that becomes hot enough that it becomes what's called saturated and when it becomes saturated then it is less good at being a proper part of the transformer circuit when that happens you will know because your SWR will start to creep up. It will do a bad job at transferring or transforming that high impedance at the end point of the antenna down to the 49, 50 ohm to 75 ohm that your radio wants to expect or see. That is specifically for NFED half waves what the weak point is. Oddly enough, wire, even very thin wire, just straight wire will be able to handle 100 watts of RF power without much issue. Now, if you give it the full beans, give it all the beans, like you took a legal limit amplifier and put it into and just key down CW on a 50 watt uh, limit CW end fed half wave transformer box, you could actually like melt or, or damage the toroid and possibly melt the wire shielding or the wires to some degree, char them horribly, melt the project box they're in. It, it, it can go that bad. Does that happen very often? No, no, that does not. So there you go. There's the answer to the first question. All right. Here's the second question. I have an MFJ929 automatic antenna connected to my ICOM 7300. Mm -hmm. It's connected to ZS6BKW multiband dipole, which is an optimized G5 RV antenna and works great for me. I will tune up using the ICOM 7300 SWR function, not built-in tuner, and the 929 automatic tune function. It usually gives me a pretty good match with low SWR. Okay. Occasionally, when I key up and speak, the 929 will then do its tuning function while I'm talking. Yeah. As you might expect, this causes me not to transmit the best signal while it's tuning. Mm -hmm. Any ideas why the tuner is trying to tune when I'm talking after I've tuned it previously? Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know of his full configuration. I'd have to look at it. But I know that when I was running the 7300 into an MFJ tuner, I had a wire that went from my 7300 to my MFJ tuner. That wire was used to both power the tuner and also to relay radio information to the tuner to tell it do its thing, right? So if he has that wire, he might be doing this the wrong way. What he needs to do is use the 7300 tune button, specifically go to the frequency he wants to be on and hold down the tune button. The 7300, when it has a tuning, a tuning cable 
connected in the back of it won't use the internal tuner. Instead, it will pass that information on to the connected tuner. And that tuner will then go through the tuning process. So if you haven't done this already, the secret of all this is actually let the 7300 tell the tuner what the tuner needs to do. So hold down that tune button on the 7300 and put the, um, put the MFJ into full automatic mode. All right. Well, Jimmy says, thank you for any help you can provide on the previous questions. I hope Josh answered your questions sufficiently for you. As the son of a retired DARE officer and explorer leader, I think your take on his effectiveness is wrong and was very good. My dad was an officer all through the program and honestly, never was I offered or saw any drugs throughout the school. It has to be because of the D.A.R.E. program and not that everyone knew my dad was a police officer, right? If you ever need to incite on the D.A.R.E. program or drug display box, I know a guy. (laughs) Thanks again for keeping up the great podcast and building a great community. Former Cub Scout, Weebelow, and Boy Scout, not allergic to beans, Jimmy (laughs) and 3JES. That's like that uh, joke, uh, Valhalla praise Odin for ridding us of the frost giants. Like, what are you talking about? There's no such thing as frost giants. Exactly. Thank Odin. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jimmy. The next email is titled Battery Box Builds. And this is from David. Battery Box Builds. Battery hey. Box Builds, Battery Box Builds, Battery Box Builds, Battery Box Builds. Excellent. You're, you've really tuned your speech. Good yes. Job. <laughs> Hey, Hamaholics. Leia, you had requested some information on my battery box project. Any suggestions from Josh would be greatly appreciated, as this is new territory for me, and hopefully I don't let out any more magic smoke. (laughs) Okay. Luckily, the only smoke I've let out is the buck converters and some small solar panels, whoops, which I've since removed and soldered successfully with new ones. Mm -hmm. I've got two battery box projects, actually, a homemade solar generator and a basic 100-watt power pack. The FDE box has has two 6-amp and three 10-amp LifePo 4 batteries, along with five switches to control the following two USB outlets, cigarette outlet, voltmeter, external light strips, two Anderson power pole connections, and a PowerWorks solar charge controller. A water fountain and a chocolate this- fountain. <laughs> this box is almost finished. I'm either going to put 12-gauge or 10-gauge wire to connect the batteries and a permanent multifunction meter. The current harness was a test of function, which has worked out fine over a year by charging phones, smaller power banks, flashlights, HTs, and powering my FTM 300 G90 or even 991A at 50 watts. I have also started a power pack green MTM can. Is that? Okay. What's a green MTM can? Is that an ammo can? Yeah. Okay. To uh, use to run my 991A portable or to take it along on POTA. The power pack is in the beginning stages of design and only has two 20 amp hour LifePo 4 and will have the detachable meter in the one photo to use uh, to keep an eye on its usage and will get its own solar charge controller eventually. Okay. 
I'm currently waiting on my adjustable soldering iron to get delivered as a non-adjustable one I've picked up from the hardware store uh, is inconsistent in results. I've got a 25 watt solar panel I use on my van dash for the time being to see how well it'll work. I found that panel will charge uh, about, what is this, about uh, 2.5 um, amp hours in the uh, 12 hours I'm at work and eventually I'll put 50 or 100 watts on the van roof. My yeah, folding 120 watt solar panel makes quick work of charging the solar generator. Yes. Unfortunately, our five kiddos have strep and oh the littlest has a double ear infection on top of that. So ham projects will probably on hold this week. Oh man, I hope they feel better. Mm-hmm. And five kiddos plus another. So that's six. Wow. Oh, that's impressive. You're you're gonna need all that power. Yeah. <laughs> once they get to iPod territory or iPad territory. Looks like this email is quite long. Been unwinding after my regular work week being over. Good, good for you. Relax. Three, you earned it. Yeah, I, it sounds seriously. like you earned it. <laughs> Three twelve-hour shifts a week. Is I got to har- I go to work to harvest all this power. <laughs> and I come home in the van, and then they eat up all my power. <laughs> Still have to use the Nano VNA to trim wire lengths for a segmented tuned NFET half wave for the 991A, but that'll be for another week. As always, I enjoy your videos and podcast, even though Podbean made it very difficult on Android last week. Hopefully it's all good now. Still haven't started studying for extra yet, but it's been a busy season in the retail distribution you're, you're network. A, you got general. You're at a good spot. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just basically what happens is you get really frustrated by not having the band the lower frequency spot, and then you're mm-hmm. like, I'm, I just got to get this done. This is just dumb. I got to go get. I got to go take care of this. Until you get like frustrated by that, though, it's it's not like a big deal. Nobody right. Really, the only people who care about it are the extras who like to lord it over people who are not extras Mm -hmm. and it's like who cares about them ignore those people so gonna make that extra money while i can ve update we've gotten several testing sessions under our belt now and it's very exciting 73 from iowa k c o n r d dave well thank you so much dave i thought he Um, had a question i think he wanted suggestions on his battery box setups sounds like he's pretty squared away yeah i mean maybe you should be giving suggestions to josh (laughs) yeah and and i and i'll say you know i I think i'm i I try to be fairly open when it's not really my my thing um i treat batteries as kind of like just a, a device you know i mean you can go back and watch um i built a, a proper battery pack but i had adam I'm sorry. I had Dennis, AD6TM, not Adam. Um, I mean, Adam's cool, but Dennis is the battery guy. Dennis is the battery guy. Denco, if you go back and... God, I can't believe I said Adam. Uh, By the way, AD6... No, his call sign is AD6DM. So I I think about his name when I'm saying it or when I'm about to say it, and I think his call sign. AD6DM to me is Adam. Like... K6ARK and AD6DM need to get together and swap call signs or something. They're both in California. No, Dennis is the one um, that knows probably the most amongst the people that I know about batteries that that I talk to frequently. Also, um, who 
probably knows equally as much in building battery boxes is uh, Mike K at MRD. Uh, big geek and little geek uh, and and he's got big geek one and big geek two or something like that he's built multiple battery boxes he has multiple videos on it he's he's probably the guy you want to go check out and you know mike's videos are always a lot of fun so uh go check out go check out a um kate mrd radio ham radio stuff k murder the k murds <laughs> The next email is titled Old Call Sign, and this is from Ben. <laughs> Old Call Sign, who dis? This. <laughs> Hi, Leia and Josh. Thanks for all you do for Ham Radio. Well, thank you for listening. Having your podcast in the background helps keep me sane and focused at work. I suppose we can call that a ham adjacent service. Either way, much appreciated. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I've operated under three different sequential call signs over my time as a ham. Migrating from one land and two land before upgrading to general, and back in my native Massachusetts as an extra, being from the West Coast, you may not be aware of the rivalry, loathing, hatred that exists between Boston, Reed, Massachusetts, and a good percentage of the rest of New England and New York. Yes. Definitely enough I, to justify changing call districts when I had the chance after I moved home from Mordor. <laughs> Mordor. <laughs> Dang, man. <laughs> Since the upgrade to AC1KQ, I have found all the hams with AA, AL through AL call signs overwhelmingly seem to be the sad ham that not a Rubicon beautifully lambasts on his channel. <laughs> Good old Randy. I also don't really feel like the expert that the average person with the AAAL is expected to be sometimes. My old call sign, KC1HRN, is available and ready to be snatched up as a vanity call. <laughs> Should I or shouldn't I grab it up? CW weight is only semi hemi demi semi demi hemi Se semi hemi demi a consideration is that okay thanks and seven too many syllables ben ac1 kq formerly kd2 ryf of mordor <laughs> i've never heard anyone reference boston as mordor but okay i'm not saying you're wrong i've never been there I, I think he's actually saying he that New York is Mordor, and he moved home from New York. If you had to ask me, between those two cities, mm -hmm. which is Mordor mm -hmm. to you? Mm. I would say New York. I think that's what it. No, but what would you say? Like, if if you were offered that question, which of these is Mordor? in the modern age new york or boston new york. right yeah okay like you had to pick one i mean new york just seems much more stressful <laughs> you know yeah i mean they're gonna yell at you in boston yeah they'll be yelling but like in a really charming way but like in an accent where you're like <laughs> you're not serious <laughs> i mean i i watched departed yeah. uh i just only kind of understand what you're saying so that's that's Leia's when, when Leia says charming. That's like uh, her like listening to weird British slang. <laughs> she doesn't know what the hell is going on. Why is there so much slang? 
<laughs> just use the the language you created. <laughs> like the Leia listening to like kids who actually live in the UK. And obviously we know that there are different dialects. You know, not dialects. Dialects. <laughs> Exterminate. <laughs> there are different dialects on the in the United Kingdom, but particularly Britain. Not a big landmass, but there are huge variations in their accents. Huge variations. And there are some like TV shows or video clips where Leo will watch them and be like, I don't understand a goddamn thing. <laughs> like, what, I didn't, what just happened? <laughs> I don't know any of them. Like, I don't know anything that That's was said by anyone. That's like a duck hitting me in the face. <laughs> I don't know what that duck was trying to say. I, the message was not conveyed. <laughs> a message was transferred. Information was not exchanged. Um, you know, the only thing that's like crazier than that is probably like, a, a proper scottish accent but probably even more a proper irish accent mm. that is also a, a fairly obtuse like accent for people in the states probably california specifically picking up yeah so technically it's time to wrap okay but now i am sad because there are so many podcast email yeah i don't know how you proposed it so some and and uh, we're we're sausage making right now we're we're talking a little bit about how the podcast is made part of getting to this point was a discussion that leah and i had where leah said i'll just pre-screen the emails right and then we started recording and then i couldn't (laughs) then we started recording and the screening was not done and then so i was like Oh, so we'll just go and order that. <laughs> and that also seems like kind of not the point of the pre-screen. The pre-screen was supposed to be True. like getting the best of the best. You know, the cream rises to the top kind of thing, right? Uh, I thought that was the idea. Yes. Now I also feel bad. Yeah. I've been feeling bad. Me too. So what do you want to do here? Well, we're just out of time, like in our evening. <laughs> so, okay. If I'm gonna get up for contractors, then okay. So I'm, we're gonna think on this some more. <laughs> this is a, a work in progress. Yeah, sounds like. So you want me to play it? I. Uh, what are we playing? <laughs> it's the fun. Complete chaos on the podcast today, everybody. We'll get it sorted out. All right. Well, first, apologies to everybody who had such good emails, especially so many of our regular volunteer contributors. Yes. Uh, This is going to be very hard for me to do. Uh, There's a little bit of work, pre-work there. Yeah, I think. I, I tried to do it. Actually, did you? I did. Oh, okay. And I and I couldn't. Oh, okay. Well, this is a problem. Yeah, because I looked at each email and then I was like, oh, I want to respond to that. <laughs> so maybe it's <laughs> some people are going to get email responses, <laughs> whereas maybe some people get on the podcast. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. Okay. Yeah. If you have suggestions, my, my hop on goal... to the HRCC podcast 
channel of the Discord, and we'll all have a discussion. Yeah, this is going to have to be a discussion, but the goal here is to bring it under three hours. Yes. Ideally, two. Realistically, I don't even know that two is possible after doing this. Like, we're going to try. Um, I don't know how we do it, but we'll we'll all work through it. Yes. But hopefully the format also helps people who were always like, just get to the show topic. <laughs> at, at the very least, I think that's going to help most people. Yes. Because they can just watch from the beginning and get all that knocked out and then they don't have to stay for the emails if they don't want to. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. They're delightful. Well, I think that's where most of the, the, the meat of the questions, like we got a really good ton of questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the last email yes it's titled wisconsin's name comes from the wisconsin river which was called uh, mescousing by the algonquin speaking tribes the name was recorded in 1673 by french explorer jacques marquette over time the word was angelicized into wisconsin Wisconsin, and finally to its current spelling and pronunciation. Linguists think the original name must have been borrowed from the Miami word Misconsing, which translates to it lies red or this stream meanders through something red, likely referring to the sandstone formations in the Wisconsin River. <laughs> that's, that's the title. Okay. That was the title? Yes. <laughs> that was the subject? Yes. <laughs> And this is from the no code. I'm like, what what a banger to to wrap it up on. (laughs) And this comes from the no code technician. Yo, 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 what it is. (laughs) Hello, Leia and generic anime protagonist Josh. (laughs) Okay. All right. Guess what? Um, Mr. Satan out here? Am I Mr. Satan to you? Is that what's going on? Guess what? I'm back, you sussy little ass. Sussy? <laughs> Recently returned home from my vacay. No, it wasn't a grippy sock vacay. Lol. What? <laughs> Needed a grippy sock vacay. That's where you get airline socks or like hospital socks. Grippy sock vacay. So you went to the hospital? That's not a vacation. It wasn't a grippy sock vacay. What is a grippy sock vacay? I, let's just move on. I've never had a... I've had many a vacation. No one has offered me grippy socks. On the plane? Were you? F- no one wants you to take your shoes off on a plane. You know, Is like, this the old timey... When we called them stewardesses? No, like... Plane when, flight? Would you go like out of the country? And you get like the eye masks and stuff like that and the bag of things so that you of can guts? sleep. Like what? <laughs> like the way you did bag. I don't... Like what is going on? All right. Well, the no, the no code technician continues. <laughs> Needed to jet up our maple loving friends for the north uh, to the north for work. One thing I can say about Canada, it's basically Wisconsin, but with better health care. Okay, a little, probably a little Minnesota, too. Uh-huh. 
anyway, I was listening to past recordings of the cast of P while driving. And I must say, hey, remember when you were reading that email from October 14th cast and Josh thought that that pleasant sounding dude was my alter ego that he couldn't remember my name? Kind of reminds me of that time I was talking to him in Discord and he thought I was someone else. Dude, why you don't like me? <laughs> I talk to a lot of people. You're so mean. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be. So no, yeah, check it. I got an idea for the merch Also, I, I, I would ideas. like to point out that your voice to me is now my wife doing horrible <laughs> slang talk. All right. I got an idea for the merch march of ideas. How about make a ratcheting screwdriver? Huh? That'd be cool. Or maybe some character. Where is my ratcheting um, screwdriver? I bought I that Linus Tech Tip screwdriver. I Where the know. heck is that? I don't know. I didn't Where take is it? it. I didn't take it. Where is it? Why would I take it? <laughs> Seriously, talk I'm looking Linus this up Tech now. Tips. What is going on? You talk to Linus Tech Tips, okay? Or maybe some caricature of your face or channel logo or license class logo magnets for my fridge. Also, do we know how magnets work yet? Or is science still working on that one? Yeah, yeah we know. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, we're, we're good. Uh, oh, Baofeng magnet or other HT-shaped maggots. Mag maggots. <laughs> magnets. How about those little funny family stickers you see on the back of soccer mom vans, but instead of stick humans with unnaturally large heads, it could be HTs. <laughs> Can you imagine daddy HT? <laughs> Mommy HT? Okay. Babies. Or would it be like you have like a daddy HF radio and then like a mommy HF radio and then the baby is like a a mobile relay <laughs> radio. I bought this screwdriver in August. Uh-huh. Total cost $88. That's worse than Ikea. From Canada. That's worse than Ikea. This is bad. Where is my ratcheting screwdriver? <laughs> Out there being ratchet. <laughs> it's, it's, this is very ratchet right now. So, by the way, I have confession to make. I bought myself another fang. It's been a hot minute. You should stock up on all the fangs. That's what we learned today. The first thing you do. The first thing. Freeze them. Cash out the 401k. For Diversify your bonds into bow fangs. Frozen bow fangs. But, well. You got to keep them on ice. You got to like, freeze them. Yeah. Frost yourself with frozen bow fangs. <laughs> Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've given a go at manually programming a fang, the classic UV5R type. Not that it matters much as they are mostly all the same. Yes. Anyway, no, yeah. I've forgotten just how much of a royal pain in the goose it is. I can only relate to, imagine if you will, trying to nail hot jello to the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like that. No, seriously, it's not too bad once you get into the swing of it. Josh. Tatooine is an Arrakis. Fight me. But on a serious note, it makes Absolutely not. It makes sense. Just think it out. No. Same place, different time. It, Tatooine is Arrakis? Yes, is Arrakis. Arrakis, I guess you could say too. He's saying same place, different time. Thinking about it. You like after the. Whatever, whatever time passes. 
Oh, see, you might have gotten him. He's he's giving serious think face. Because technically, after after Dune Messiah, the the four thousand rule, the four thousand year rule is over, and the sandworms are pretty much dead. Okay. So there's no spice to mine. So they're not folding space anymore. So they're using hyperdrives okay. faster than light travel. Okay. So they had to figure out another solution for that. And that was... What? So are you getting to the point where Tatooine is Arrakis? I mean, I can... Th then the only relation they really have is that it's a desert planet. I mean, it, yeah, Tatooine is a desert with lots planet. of scraps. Yeah, but whatever, like that—that's meaningless. Okay. Ar Arrakis was important because it held the the worms, and the words had the spice melange, which allowed people to fold space travel. You know, the the spacefaring people to fold space. You never got into Dune. Like that was one of the the sci-fi. That was like an that is an impenetrable sci-fi like platform for a lot of people like they couldn't watch dune all the way there is never a, like an epic movie like that you've gotten all the way through i don't know who I you watched, were before i, I met watched you. dune before i met you uh, you say that but like that makes you a completely different person <laughs> like that is that is i used to watch right. anime without you that's that i was pre you anime watching but like a lot yeah like, or did you, like, I watched anime, I'm a girl. No, I like you, watched you, like, anime. Like, you, like, hardcore watched it. Like, did you watch all of Dragon Ball Z? Do you know I all I did of... watch all of Dragon Ball Z. That's true. All of it. Yeah, because I would go watch it in college, like, mm -hmm. throughout college. Yeah. Okay. How, but, okay, so I can't so... ask you how it ends. You don't remember. I don't remember anything. Yeah, that, that's, okay, that's the... Yeah, I, I, I watch and then I don't that. remember, so... The, the problem, like, Dune, it, it was it was David... Wasn't it David Lynch? Who... Was it David Lynch? Who did Dune? The, 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 the first one. It had to have been because it had the um, the guy from Twin Peaks. Um, McDougal. Kyle... Kyle McLaughlin. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. He was on Sex and the City, too, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. David Lynch loves that guy. He was in like Blue Velvet. He was He's in a bunch great. of stuff. He's great. Great. What did you like? He's also the mayor of Portland. So. Oh yes, in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but like Dune is, Dune is like, it's kind of like Warhammer 40k. Okay. But like Dune is like weird, sexy sci-fi. Mm -hmm. And then 40k is just impenetrable, horrible. You, grim dark future you actually have gone through so much of the warhammer series yeah and dune yeah so what do you think is the no code tech right it's just it's a desert planet like anything could be arrakis after like dune messiah where there's no more worms yes yeah, there's no more spice melange there's no more worms it's over like it's done right at that point. So any desert planet could be that. Just like the Earth when we run out of fossil fuels. I'm just kidding. Maybe the Earth <laughs> is Tatooine in the future. 
No, but that doesn't work because it's uh, in a galaxy far, <laughs> a long time ago, <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. So it can't be Earth because it was a long time ago. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's, no epic story time or anything of the sort, just settling back into the day-to-night life. Hopefully my parcel has arrived to you. If not, it got stuck in the pneumatic tubes. Apologies to you in advance. Apologies to you. We haven't uh, gone to the post office. So if you sent it, thank you. If it's arrived, thank you again. And then obviously when it comes, we will thank you again. I have not gone. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. By the way, I was listening to the cast of all uh, of y'all in the car with a quote unquote co-worker and the whole Yesu 450 and giving up the D caused this human to eject coffee at high velocity out of said face and onto the inside of my windshield. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, that had that and milking a cucumber that Leia was on about. Yeah, that was weird, man. There was so many people that were talking about the milking the cucumber line. It's true. That's... (laughs) I'm not. You cut off the tip and then you rub it back on itself. Like that's how it works. And it takes the bitterness out of the cucumber. So I can't. That's, I can't with you right now. I'll show you. <laughs> Please don't. I'll go buy a cucumber and then you can taste it before and after. Okay. That's, how will we know? That's You'll taste it before it's milked and after it's milked. Like raw? Who eats raw cucumber? Anybody that eats salads. What are you talking Disgusting. about? Disgusting. You can have like a vinaigrette or some kind of thing on it. it turns out, unbeknownst to me, they are my new boss. <laughs> the guy that spit up the coffee on your... Yes, good time. Listening to our podcast? Jeez. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't recall the name or call of the dude who tossed an A-butt-tuba at me. I have words for you. Nice. Okay, maybe just one word. Looking forward to the next episode of As the Shack Turns on Leia's Love Lounge or whatever it's called. So, no, yeah. Short, quick email this week. Quote of the week, I'm not a geek. I'm a unique weasel. Stony Brown. Oh, I was going to say hashtag not sponsored, but I picked up a tri- free trial of Grammarly. Dude, you have sh- should have seen the amount of corrections and suggestions it tossed back in my face with this email. Hopefully it's easier for Leia to read now. Yeah, it's great. Thank you. D double to the E, the no code tech, a.k.a. the Fresh Prince on the air. Party on Wayne. Hashtag fang gang. Hashtag 10 hour pod, please. Don't party too hard. Long direction. Team 1X. X is for extreme. Ain't no code like no code. Taco Cat spelled backwards is Taco Cat. Hashtag team replay for the win. Not allergic to the buzz buzz buddies. Would consider recreational epinephrine. But have you seen the price of EpiPens? Dude, 70 plus three, y'all. Thank you to the NoCo Tech. Uh, Enjoy your week as the last voicemail, the last email. (laughs) Yeah, this is is definitely a non-standard podcast, this, this episode. We have to figure out something. It's true. I, I think that's something is Leia has to pre-screen the emails. I tried. But it made me it made me sad. <laughs> well, this is gonna be tough for you then. I don't like to be sad. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure something out. Okay, we're gonna figure yeah. something out. 
Until then. Until then. We hope you enjoyed this uh, shorter form, condensed, front-heavy podcast. Hopefully, it gives many people the thing that they desired, which was aligning all that ham radio stuff to the front. And if they want to hang out for the emails where we hit a lot of ham radio topics. Also, and and the best part for us, Leia and I, is that we got a full day of just not doing the podcast right well we got to catch up on house of dragons so but we also slept and we did sleep we did sleep and and for me uh whenever i don't get enough sleep the night before i'm always ruined the next day and it's just like a continuation of of just being a zombie yes i have been i've been pretty good this entire week awesome so i i'm I'm, I'm really happy about the one day recording, getting back to the one day recording. Yep. We just have to figure out how to make it work. So everybody who didn't get your email read, you know, I'm not going to say that we're going to read all the emails in the future. In fact, I don't think that's possible. Um, it's not. It's not possible. But I am sad for all of you who expected to get your emails read on this show. We I have apologize. an idea. Okay. If. Yes. You want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Right. Make that your title. Make the question your title. But that, then everybody will just game that. Well, it's got to be a radio question. Yeah, they'll still figure out how to game it. It'll all be you a gotta, game. You got to trust our community. I trust everybody to do exactly the thing that people will do. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm down. I mean, as always, with the emails, Leia at hamtactical.com. Send us your emails. We'd like to hear about your ham radio journey. We got a couple of those today. Ham radio questions, always preferred. We do love the shenanigans, but it's got to be folded into the overarching narrative of the. I love the shenanigans. I'm we really only here for the shenanigans. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's that's the problem is I know that's what you're all about. Um, and of course, your preparedness tips, your merch ideas. And if we do make your merch and put it on hamtactical.com, we'll send you one for free. So thank you, everybody. We're going to wrap up now. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.